Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another chapter of Keep It the Lost Cities. I'm sorry I've been... Well, I haven't been able to read for so long. I sincerely thought that nobody was actually listening to my podcast. So, like, you know what? There's no point in doing it. Nobody is going to listen. But you guys did, and... Thank you. And that's inspired me to finish the book. So here we go. Chapter 40 of The Keeper of the Lost Cities. The next morning, Adeline must have conjured her breakfast because the tray appeared on her desk. And Sophie was okay with that. The only way to survive her remaining time there was to avoid grading Adeline as much as possible. Dex stood waiting by her locker when she got to Foxfire. He started at at the hole in her cape. How are you doing? My bad, stared at the hole in her cape. How are you doing? I'm fine. She brushed past him to open her locker. Dex cleared his throat. Are you mad at me? Of course not. Then why wouldn't you tell me what's going on? Because I don't want to talk about it yet. But I'm your best friend. I know, Dex. I'm just not ready. I'm sorry. Hold up, let me turn on the light. There we go. His shoulders sagged. Maybe I could cheer you up then. We could practice alchemy after school, start getting ready for finals. You could come to my house if you want. And I won't even get mad if you don't burn down my room. The idea the idea of a smile twitched around her lips, but it wasn't strong enough to fully form. Maybe another time. He sighed. If you change your mind, thanks. She leaned against her locker after he left, trying to shove her sh- his stricken expression out of her mind. She hated hurting Dex's feelings, but she wasn't ready to be poor. To be a poor, unwanted Sophie Foster. She yanked her last book from her locker with unnecessary force, knocking an envelope to the ground. Inside, she found a scrap of newspaper with the headline, Firestorm Claims First Victims. Bum, bum, bum. There was also a note written in a hastily black scroll. You have to stop this, and it, and a prattles pin, a silver moonlark. She stared at the growling, uh, the glowing metal bird, and somehow she knew it it was made for made of luminite. Her hands shook, shook as she folded, uh, as she folded up the note. "You okay?" Marilla asked. "You look really pale." Sophie clutched her chest, keeping uh, taking deep breaths to calm her pounding heart. "Fine." Marilla laughed. "You might be the worst liar ever." "Whoa! Is that a moonlark?" Do you have any idea how rare the, that pin is? There are, are there are less than a hundred of them. Oh, really? She shoved it back in the envelope and hid it in her bag. Well, cool. Cool? You have the Prattles Moonlight. You should be dancing through the halls. Morella's loud announcement turned several heads. Sophie slammed her locker shut. Sorry, I have to get this session. I'll talk to you later. Morella mumbled something about waste. 
uh, as Sophie fled the auditorium, trying to think clearly over the words pounding through her brain. You have to stop this. She stumbled through the halls, searching for somewhere isolated to call Alden. She finally found a desert, uh, deserted corridor with shark white walls and and dug out her lamp uh, imparter. Oh, I haven't read this in so long. Sorry, guys. And dug out her imparter. Alden's face appeared before she could finish saying his name. Sophie, what happened? She glanced over her shoulder to make sure she was alone. I found another note in my locker. His jaw set. We'd better not talk about it now, but I want you to come to Everglen as soon as school is over. She nodded. His image flashed away and she sank against the wall. Don't even think about claiming you're not a mysterious... You're not mysterious anymore, Keith said. And a half... And half a scream slipped out before she could stop it. He grinned as he stopped, uh, as he stepped out of the shadows. Surprised to see me, she she sucked in a huge gulp of air to calm her panic. What are you doing here? This is my ditching spot. Remember, the white walls didn't look vaguely familiar. So you want to tell me why you're sneaking off to talk to Alden about mysterious notes? It's not a big deal, Keith. He cocked an eyebrow. Nope, sorry. I'm feeling way too much panic to believe that. And this made lying annoying. Annoyingly difficult. I can't tell you, Keith. So don't ask. If you don't tell me, I'm going to tell everyone. Valen is slipping you love notes. You do what you have to do. He laughed. Wow, this must be important. When she didn't say anything, he struggled. Fine, have it your way. But at the end of finals, I really, I want a really awesome gift as a thank you for my silence. As you guys know, it is impossible to make Keith not talk. So let's see where this goes. Deal. They shook hands and Keith listed off a few suggestions, but she wasn't listening. Thinking about final gifts reminded her. How did you get into my locker after midterms? I told you, I have my methods. I'm serious. How did you do it? It's supposed to need my DNA. Please, I never reveal my secrets. This is important, Keith. If you don't tell me, I'll tell Auden and let you deal with him. She seemed to weigh. He seemed to weigh her resolve before he sighed. It was already opened. Open, okay? No way. I never leave my locker open. You must have. All I did was open it the rest of the way and it, and drop my gift off. A faint blush on his cheek implied he was telling the truth, but it didn't make sense. Nothing was missing, and you were the only one who put anything in. Yeah. Which you never thanked me for, by the way. Ner- the nerve of some people. He was right. She never figured out what out a way to thank him for his unusual gift. Sorry, thank you for the candy and the necklace. Necklace? Yeah, you really didn't have to do that. Good, because I didn't. What? I gave you an extra large box of mood candy. That's it. Sounds like someone has a secret admirer. 
seriously how many boys do you have chasing you now a lot i guess she said hoping he'd accept his own theory but she had a sinking feeling a boy had nothing to do with the necklace fitz and Bianca didn't seem surprised when she caught up with them on their way to the leap master to let them know she was coming home with them i figured you'd have a lot to talk talk to my dad about fitz said he glanced at Bianca. yeah how are you doing Bianca asked i'm fine her heart skipped a beat and for once it had nothing to do with meeting fitz's eyes Alden wouldn't have told them about the black swan would he Fitz pulled her to a quiet corner. Sophie, my dad told us about grading Adeline. I'm really sorry. Me too. Bianca reached out to, and took her hand. Is there anything we can do? Sophie looked away, blinking to stop the flood of tears she could she could feel coming. Thank you. Um, uh, my bad. Thanks. I'm fine. One stubborn tear slipped down her cheek, and Bianca wrapped her in a hug. Fitz draped one arm across her shoulder. It's going to be okay. Really, Bianca whispered. Sorry, her voice was thick enough to cut. Uh, her voice was thick enough to cut. Uh, she pulled away from the hug and whipped, and wiped her head and her, her eyes. I don't want to talk about it. I know that's why I didn't say anything yesterday. Bianca said, "You knew yesterday." Bianca nodded. My dad told us a couple of days ago. Because he and my mom are applying as replacement guardians. Sophie had whipped up. What? Really? Yep. I mean, the council still has to approve it. But my dad made it sound like it would be, it would kind of be a done deal. Excuse me. Warm tingling rushed through Sophia as it took her a second to realize it was hope. It didn't totally heal the wound from Grady and Adeline's rejection, but it eased some of the fear and uncertainty. I don't know what to say, she whispered. You guys wouldn't mind? Are you kidding? Then I wouldn't be the only girl anymore. You have no idea what it's like having two brothers. Sophie's eyes darted to Fitz, wondering how he felt about the idea. He grinned. Of course I don't mind. You're really... Like my little sister, this would just make it official. Oh, great. She knew he meant it as a compliment, but the word sister still honks, still, blah, 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 still stung. Bianca hooked an arm through hers and led her towards the leap master. See, everything will be okay. Sophie wanted to believe her, but she couldn't shake the feeling that things were going to get a lot worse before they got better. Alden said, uh, this is like a page break. Oh. Alden sat quietly after Sophia told him her recent discoveries. Too quiet. She tugged out as many eyelashes. She was afraid there might be a bald spot. She dropped her hands to her lap. Finally, Alden cleared his throat. Can I see the necklace they gave you? Her shoulders slumped. I didn't bring it. Why not? I was afraid it might be a bug. An insect? Oh, sorry. That's what humans call tiny recording devices. I didn't want to bring it into your house in case it was in case it was a way to spy on us. 
Alden smiled. Human technology. Her face burned. But why would they give me a necklace, then? It's just a crystal pendant. Nothing special. It has a crystal? A blue one. He dug out his black pathfinder from his pocket and pointed to the cobalt crystal at the end. Was it this color? Her eyes widened. I think so. Do you think it's a leaping crystal? Actually, I think it's an illegal crystal for leaping to the forbidden cities. He rose to pace, shaking his head. They gave this to you at midterm? She nodded. I still don't understand how they could get it into my locker. A skilled vanisher could sneak into Foxfire undetected, and we already know they have your DNA. He crossed the room back and forth four times before he spoke again. I'll have to get that pendant from you as soon as possible. I'll pick it up on Monday. Make sure you don't let anyone see it. I won't. He let a breath. Good. You can keep the pin for now. Maybe it'll trigger more, uh, trigger more memories. I've s- never heard of lum- luminite being used for fire catching, but I suppose it's possible. Maybe you should read through your textbook again, see if it triggers anything else. Now that you know what luminite is, she nodded, though she dare- dreaded the idea of reading the boring book again. What about the note in the article? You can't do anything about that. Remember your promise. I know, but are you looking into it? I'm doing what I can. The council, the council banned anyone from going near the fires, even those of us with licensed pathfinders. So until... Sorry, I keep burping. Until... Where was I? So until they lift that restriction, my hands are tied. Why would they do that? They're trying to stop it. this conspiracy conspiracy theories from spreading any more than they already have. What if it's not a theory? What if it is as a bla- ever blaze? It could destroy the world. It can never get. It would never get that far. As soon as it threatens us or one of the lost cities, they'll be investigated. But people are dying. She pointed the scrap of newspaper on Alden's desk. He said, Humans die every day, Sophie. It isn't our job to keep them keep them all safe. It is an elf it is if an elf started the Everblaze. She studied her he studied her face for a second before answering. You throw the word Everblaze around without realizing what the serious accu- accusation that that is. Have you heard the name Vinton? She closed her eyes as a word pricked her conscious. Balefire. Did I just trigger a memory? I think so, but I don't know what it means. He started pacing again. Balefire was Vinton's trademark. It's a blue flame that requires no fuel. You've seen it in Atlantis. He sealed it inside the crystal spires to light the city. It was That was back when he was one of the counselors. He retired the. He retired when pyrokinetics, pyrokinesis, was banned, which he fully supported after what happened. Morales said people died. Alden nodded. Be 
because of Everblaze. I've never really understood the concept, but apparently there's a way to sense cosmic energy in the atmosphere. And if you pull enough of the force together, it will spark Everblaze. Vincent called it the fire of the sun on Earth. He was the only pyrokinetic who managed to ignite it all alive. And live, my bad. The others who tried were consumed by their own flame. Sophia shuddered. After that, the council forbade anyone to learn pyrokinesis. And Vincent retired from the council because he couldn't serve without a special ability. But he stayed close to close friends with most of the counselors, and he's the only elf of alive who can start Everblades. So you can see why the council might have had a hard time believing he's capable of this. Three more pages, guys. Do you think he's capable? Several seconds passed before he answered. He doesn't seem like the type. Plus, someone's been setting suspicious fires all year. The fires, are, the white fires I've been investigating, and while they showed some signs that they m might be someone trying to spark Everblaze, I never found any conclusive evidence. The council is convinced this is yet another example. Still, shouldn't they at least investigate the fires to be sure? Especially since these ones are yellow like Everblaze. They still see no need. When the first suspicious fire started in San Diego, I asked them to put all the pyrokinetics under secret surveillance, including Fenton. There had been no suspicious behavior, so, so their confident elf can't be behind them. Why is the black swan so convinced that it's Everblaze? I'm not sure they are. Think about it, Sophie. The black swan are obviously obviously the ones behind whatever is going on. So why wouldn't they go to why would they go to so much effort to tell us what they're doing? They'd be ruining their own plans. The wait. Oh no, I read that right. They'd be ruining their own plans. The world crashed into their brains like a, like a stone. But the words crashed into our brains like a stone. But what are they trying to do then? Alden stared into the depths of the aquarium. I'm afraid they might be trying to get you exiled. And trust me when I say you don't want to go there. It's a very dark place. Why would they try? Why would they want that to happen? She whispered, hugging her chest like the pressure might calm her racing heart. I can't even begin to guess, but everything they've done has put you at risk. They give you intelligence, an illegal leaping crystal as a necklace. They made you collect quintessence. Now they're trying to get to get. Now they're trying to get you to make a very serious charge against former counselors without evidence. It wasn't until Auden squeezed her shoulder that she realized she was shaking. There's no need to be afraid, Sophie. I'll do everything in my power to protect you. But you understand why I, I don't want you to act like this. These fires may very well be a hoax to trap you. 
and you can't let that that happen. <clears throat> she took a deep breath and steadied her nerves. I won't. Good girl. I'm sorry to have to be I'm sorry you had to be wrapped up in this, especially considering everything else you're dealing with. He took her hands. I'm sorry about Grady and Adeline. I thought it might help them to have a daughter. I thought it might help them to have a daughter to raise again. Obviously, I was wrong. Her voice failed her, but she managed to nod. Della and I would love to have you live with us. I'm still getting everything approved by the council, but Kendrick is confident that he can overrule Bronte's objection. Why does Bronte object? Half a smile crept to the corner of his mouth. He doesn't. Trust me. He never... And he's never trusted you given your past. Is the idea of living us together? Right. Why doesn't he trust you? Probably because my father always... My father's always off chasing phantom rebels. Alvar said one of the... Alvar said from the doorway. Sophie and Alden both jumped. Sorry, sometimes I forget how easy it is to sneak up on people. He blinked in and out of vision as he crossed the room and leaned against the wall. What, what are you guys talking about? Alden cleared his throat. Sophie might be com- coming to live with us. Really? Cool. I guess. His eyes landed on the teal book on Alden's list. Is that a memory log? Alden snatched it and held the moonlight side against his chest. I'm sorry, Alvar. You're interrupting an official meeting between an emissary and a citizen. Everything you've seen or heard is confidential. Alvar grinned. Dolly nodded. He gave an elaborate bow and strode towards the door. Forgive me for interrupting. When he was gone, Alden turned to Sophie. You should probably get home. She cringed, but stood up, digging out of digging out her home crystal as he leaned as he handed her the memory log. Keep searching your memory, Sophie. Maybe your next revelation will finally lead us to the truth. And that is the end of chapter 40. I hope you guys enjoyed and can't wait to read uh, the next chapter. Uh, Good night, guys.